Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the WrestleWolf Podcast. I'm Damien Gibson. And I'm Polly T. Damien and I are nerdy wrestling neckbigs here to give you our takes on the week that was in alternative wrestling. You can find us on Twitter at Mark, Polly T, and Mr. Damien Gibson. And for all things WrestleWolf, go to WrestleWolf.com. That's right, Polly. Another huge week in pro wrestling. It gets bigger and bigger every week. Uh, this week we've got news on Brian Alvarez returning to the ring. He's making news rather than reporting it. <laughs> uh, Thunder Rose's future booking and Vince McMahon continues to make news. Uh, should we jump straight into the news? I feel like we've got a bit of to, yeah, to talk I, about this week. I think the um, I think the FBI raided his Florida properties this week. <laughs> Wasn't it? Isn't that what happened? It's been uh, it's been uh, if you. Uh, not a fan of um, Vince and his uh, buddy, Mr. T. Uh, it's been a, a fun couple of weeks, but let's not get political. Um, should we start with Brian Alvarez <laughs> returning to the wrestling ring in GCW? Um, Excuse me, I think that's Shouty Alvarez. To shouty, you. yeah, Shouty Uncle Brian Alvarez. Uh, he is wrestling... Uh, his good friend, I mean, uh, sorry, let's keep it kayfabe, brother, brother, uh, his mortal enemy, filthy Tom Lawler, who um, has been confusing the fuck out of Japanese audiences right across the G1 Climax tournament. Uh, <laughs> it's phenomenal to watch, especially when he whips down his uh, jean shorts to reveal an even smaller pair of jean shorts, one of my favourite <laughs> Entrances in wrestling at the moment. Uh, Brian Alvarez will be partnered by Billy Starks and Filthy Tom Lawler will be uh, joined by Killer Kelly, who just recently debuted in Impact uh, for what looks like will probably be the biggest match on the card for this GCW. Um, what was it called again? Four Cups Stuffed. Four Cups Stuffed. Yeah, if you guys can let us know what the meaning is behind that. I mean, we don't watch a lot of GCW. In fact, I've watched one GCW event in my life. So this will be the second one, and it'll be all because of Brian Alvarez. <laughs> on, on the um, poster promoting the event, 
behind the logo for Cup Stuffed, I can see some kind of drink splashing around in a stack of cups. So I guess that's what it's got to do with. I, I'm sure it's uh, something one of the guys on the – it's either a Filthy Tom Lawler thing or a Brian Alvarez thing. I don't know. I mean, those guys feel – genuinely, I'm pretty sure they're streaming 24-7 over at their website. I don't – I don't. do they – does Brian stop recording? I don't think he ever stops recording. Maybe for two hours a, a day so we can – go off and get sweaty in those gym clothes that he records in every time I see him on, <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, but we've also got Ernest the Cat Miller at Rich Swan plus more on the Rich card. Rich Swan. So if we've got Ernest the Cat Miller versus Rich Swan, uh, I mean, I'm I'm into that. But anyway, uh, you can buy it on Fight where you can buy all your stuff. 2nd of September that happens. So there's a little plug for GCW. Get involved. Um, the next news segment Vince McMahon continues to be <laughs> it's just insane. This week the um so WWE is essentially investigating itself. Uh at the moment we've gone through this quite a new, quite a few times over the last few weeks. The addition to what we've reported in the past is essentially five more million dollars has been found uh, that Vince made in payments. This is separate to other payments that have happened. This happened in 2008-2009. No real details have been given besides that. Uh, but what it will do is push back the quarterly earnings call uh, that WWE do with their shareholders, which was due to happen in a couple of weeks' time. Um it's going to be pushed back. But we're up to $19 million now, Paul, um, that has been discovered by this investigation, and God knows how much they'll end up on by the time they finish. Mm. The disgusting irony of uh, this whole situation is that uh, the share price of WWE has gone up and up. Now, maybe you could say, Oh, it's because people are really happy that Vince is gone now. And so they think the product's going to get better and more popular and it's going to be more successful company. However, the number one shareholder is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So he's making all the money. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> that is a that is a point that gets looked over a lot in the internet discourse about Vince and WWE is that financially he's still in charge. Um, so anyway, um, I don't know about business law enough to know whether the other shareholders can oust him on the basis of share prices going down. But as you say, they're not. So. Um, He's just Teflon. He's just Teflon. Yeah. Nothing sticks to this guy. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he has much control. Um, I don't think any any of his decisions or he if, he if he's upset with the direction of the company, I don't think there's going to be that many people who will listen to him anymore. He's just making a fuckload of money out of it. It's just, you know, mm. the, 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 tip, the, the point that I'm absolutely sure of. Which is, you know, pretty disappointing. But, eh. yeah, $19 million is a lot of money to spend of a company's <laughs> money. So I don't know what the fallout can be for that. If the at the end of the investigation they're like, 
I, I don't know how that works if if he can be forced to sell his share of shares. But anyway, Vince, what can you say? He never he never stops making news. Is probably the most polite thing I can say about all of that. Um, it was announced this week that Thunder Rosa will be wrestling uh, Tyre Valkyrie and Impact, but just Tyre in AAA at the Triple Mania. Um, well. I'm not sure if it would be the main event, but it, it'll be up there for the women's uh, AAA belt. Um, and we had a bit of a, I wouldn't say it wasn't a fight, but we had a bit of a <laughs> disagreement during the week about uh, whether this means that Thunder Rosa will be, cha- uh, so many acronyms, man. Whether Thunder Rosa will be AEW champion by the fifteenth of October when this when this pay per view happens, I think she won't. One because I'm dumb and she's not wearing a belt in the in the <laughs> in the ad, so I'm like, well, she doesn't have a belt, so she's not going to be champion. Um, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, what do you think about all this? Well, um, by that logic. Uh, I was going to say Rich Swan there. I meant to say um, John Gresham uh, was predicted to lose his title to Claudio Castagnoli at the most recent ROH pay-per-view, and he did because there was footage shared of him coming along to an event that was due to be broadcast after the pay-per-view, and he did not have the belt with him. Hmm. Turned out that was true. Uh, so hmm, maybe, but you know, also maybe not, maybe it doesn't mean anything. Um, I, I have, I come, I have the perspective when thinking about this, that what is the, what, what is the, um, draw to have a former women's champion from another promotion come into your promotion? Um, considering right now she does have the belt she is the the the, the big dog she is the 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 champion of the, the the AEW and so to get that champion into your promotion um in which um you know they're, they're not at uh, the level of you know a million tv uh ratings uh, weekly like the AEW is at the moment. So they're mm. you know, arguably a, um, a, a smaller um, independent promotion uh, by by that um, comparison. So to get the champion from a bigger promotion is a big deal. So that's why I think um, it just doesn't quite make sense why uh, this arrangement would have been made to happen after the belt gets shifted over to someone else. Hmm. Well, I, I'm going to use the same argument, but without the belt. Like, mm. uh, so I think like getting Thunder Rosa to Triple Mania is just a big deal. Full stop. She doesn't have to be. I know this sounds a bit Bruce Pritchardy, and I don't like my own argument. It's like, well, she doesn't need to be a belt to be a star. Um, because maybe she wins the Triple A belt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then she brings that back to AEW. Well, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> there's history there. Uh, Kenny Omega's done it. Um, Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello are doing it right now. When did, when did they, that they happen? They never stopped doing it. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, w- when did that happen, by the way? Did, do we know when they won those belts, just as an aside? Because when uh, I saw them walk down the, the today, I was like, not that I follow AAA wrestling. Well, I can't because there's no way of watching AAA wrestling in Australia, by the way. AAA, if you could fix that up, that would be great. Um, yeah. Do you know I'm, anything I'm, about that? I, I, I did hear about it. I just can't remember exactly when it happened. It anyway, it doesn't matter. Recently. Um, I think it's a big enough get to to get Thunder Rosa without the with the, without the AEW belt. Um, I had the pleasure of seeing uh, Ty Vakery perform live at a um at a little wrestling show just a couple of weeks ago, and um, she is great, and I am very much looking forward to seeing this match because I uh, yeah I'm, I also think Thunder Rosa is really superb in the ring, so it should be quite a clash. Yeah, and just on that, uh, for our Australian listeners, which makes up about 50% of our audience, if you do want to watch this, you can buy this pay-per-view on Fight. So uh, Triple Mania and I think maybe one or two other pay-per-views a year are bought uh, are on Fight available to purchase. I don't know if there's an English commentary, though. I think it's only a Spanish commentary. So uh, hey, don't quote me on me. that, but uh, I feel like that's... I, f- I feel like... Um... Learning Spanish would be a really good um, hobby choice for you and me. <laughs> really would. Really then would be. We could listen have... to the alternative commentary, and we don't have to complain about Jim Ross anymore. Oh fuck! Should we just should we just have a quick whinge about Jim? <laughs> it's so terrible. Uh, look, I will look. I will say this: you you could almost say that he paid for himself when and we'll talk about punk's uh, appearance later on in the podcast but that he 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 does elevate those moments like when he was like my god it's punk it's punk like it i i haven't said a nice word about jim ross for two and a half years i thought he elevated that moment even more um although there would be some people who would probably argue like you don't have to say anything you know what I mean? Like the pop's loud enough that we don't need you screaming over the top of it. But mm. that's what Jim Ross does, and I thought he—I thought he did that moment really well. Um, and I actually thought he was okay on Rampage tonight as well. Like he didn't annoy me, you know. <laughs> like, uh, which is probably a positive for Jim. But you're starting to dislike him more and more. I feel like I feel like this is my fault that I've, <laughs> I've brought it up every week for two years, and now you hate Jim as well. Well, there's he relies on these little um, his, these little patterns uh, that uh, become very uh, not quite predictable, but repeat, re- yeah, re- re- repetitive. Mm. Um, and uh, some are uh, where he will um, say that oh, that something happening in the ring represents or, or reminds him of shades of blah 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 from forty five years ago, or mm. um, you know. Uh, and then there's another one that he did today, which annoyed me because he thinks it's funny, so he'll do it again and again. But no one else in the world thinks it's funny, and he's <laughs> Bryce Remsburg, if that is his real name, is doing well to control these two competitors. Mm. Um, yeah. It is. Why would you make up a name like that, you fuckhead? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of. You're right. It's the consistently doing the like 
I feel like you have two choices as a as a commentator wrestling, and I'm, like I've never done it, so obviously you know I'm not an expert or anything. But as a fan, I am an expert fan. I watch enough fucking wrestling to call myself that. Uh, it he doesn't put anything over. It, it feels like Eric Bischoff said that Jr. puts only puts one thing over, and that's Jr. And it feels like that I, that just rings true in my head. Every time I hear him on commentary, it's like he's talking, but he'll mention his fucking barbecue sauce once a yeah. week. He'll call something, like if he doesn't like something, he'll call it bowling shoe ugly. And he thinks yep. that that's a code, like a code that we can't decode, you know? <laughs> like he calls everybody a veteran. Everyone's a veteran. Everybody. You could be 17 years old, you'll be a veteran. Like it's insane. And he doesn't seem to understand that that, doesn't make people in his head he seems to think that that shows that they're worldly and that they they're great wrestlers because they've been around forever but it just makes everybody feel like they're old you know um he doesn't know half of the competitors he <clears throat> he, he talks over the top of big moments it, it i am starting to see more people talk about it on twitter um which is amazing that it's only taken three years for people to get to the point of like, oh, I don't know if this guy's doing a good job. <laughs> like, and I understand the reverence and I get that Jim Ross is, you know, Hall of Famer, all that kind of stuff, but everybody has to retire sometime. And it, it, it it's in such stark contrast to the great work that Tony Schiavone does that I, I don't believe that anyone doesn't. Like, I feel like everybody should be screaming at their TVs about – yeah, how terrible these performances are. Every other member of that team is fantastic. Mm. Um, you know, those that actually sit on the desk, so Taz, um, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone. Um, uh, the other guys are, uh, I, mean, I suppose there isn't that much focus on them necessarily, so even if they aren't all that great, then it's like, oh, well, it was brief. So <laughs> there's, um, uh, you know, there's a, a, a woman who does occasional interviews. Um, uh, Dasha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think there might be another one as well. But um, Oh, yes. I don't know the other yeah, 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 She's well, relatively new. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah, exactly. So you just like, you don't, don't have much of an opinion. Uh, Alex Mahrez. Alex Mahrez is okay. Yeah, is sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind Alex because he's such a – uh, awkward dude it's kind of hilarious especially yeah. if you get like a heel being interviewed by him they scream at him oh, that's always entertaining and um and the uh, the ring announcer he's, he's Justin, great. Roberts, Justin is great. Roberts is great um and it, it, like they uh, for a while did we have um did we have oh no that's right he was on um, he was on wwe for a while um uh mauro ranello or was it? Or did he join AEW? He for a did little do bit? one. Didn't Mauro do one? I feel like he was there for a couple. Like, yeah, was he anyway, there for a tiny bit and then left again, or maybe did a pay per view? Yeah, it was something like that. And then I think he's he was working for um, maybe boxing or some other combat. He uh, does UFC stuff and oh, or MMA stuff, stuff yeah. at, at the very least. Yeah, but yeah. but uh, all of those guys had a, have a real sort of energy and and um, sort of new, modern, um, alternative feel about the way that they present, and Jim does not. Look, you know, I don't want to place everything at uh, JR's feet, but I saw during the week like Alvarez and Dave uh, – 
publish the the writings. And I don't really want to get into the writings much because um, it's a boring conversation. But there was, you know, I think Dynamite did uh, nine seven, like nine hundred, nine hundred and whatever, nine hundred thousand, nine hundred seventy thousand, yeah. very close to a million. Um, and you know they've been just under a million for like six, seven, eight weeks now. And someone asked Brian, or it might have been Dave, you know, what do they have to do to get to grow again? Because they were continuously growing and then it sort of plateaued a little bit. Even though compared to their numbers three years ago, it's almost double. Mm. But, you know, I would suggest that tiny, small presentation problems would make a huge difference. You know, Jim Ross is so old that he's completely out of touch with the product and it it, there's a disconnect there, you know. I'm not saying people are consciously tuning out because of Jim Ross, but maybe subconsciously they are because it doesn't make sense. And there's enough little uh, presentation problems with Dynamite that need to be fixed where I think it would make a huge difference, and I feel like JR is part of that, like a small part of it, but it's still a part of it. Hey, dude, I reckon we should take a break and then <clears throat> just segue into my low light for the week because you – suggested something there that will be quite mm. relevant it's called foreshadowing uh, we'll be back after this break join the next generation of fantasy football with rainmakers football their first ever nft fantasy game from DraftKings. it's the only nft fantasy game licensed by the nflpa now you can play all season for millions in prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can get their full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. You can buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more, just like daily fantasy football. Uh, build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions. Paul, that's millions in prizes. Millions. Get into it. The next generation of fantasy for- sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with the Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win. Only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to change things up a little bit this week and start with the low lights and then work our way up to wait and see and then highlight. Uh, what was your, I feel like your low light pivots perfectly into what we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, now, this for me seems like it could be limited just to people who live on the north, in inner north fringes of Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Because of my survey of two people, uh, hmm. 
Because uh, so, what happened um, for those who may not have seen uh, when when Dynamite began this week? Um, it uh, we, we there was no there was no graphic, there was no uh, intro with highlight clips, there was no it's Wednesday, so you know what that means. Uh, it just went. I got this. I got this image on screen saying no feed from the venue or something like that, and then straight into match action. And it was Brody King had blood all over his face. Um, so clearly it was the coffin match. Hmm. And I was thinking, oh wow, so this that's really interesting. I would like to know how that happened. What 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 have I done wrong? What have I done wrong here? Now, living in Australia, we get access to Dynamite and other AEW broadcasts by watching the Fight subscription service. Um, yeah. It's Fight, Fight TV. And um, so I, I stopped and I switched to a different platform, like directly on my TV or, or via the, like I've got a Amazon thing, what is it called? Fire TV, Fire TV stick or something like that, whatever it is. Same thing. Same thing happened. So I'm like, okay, it's not me. And then I contacted you. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Um, and that really ruined the um, the the my my hype for the beginning of the show because I really I really wanted to see how it all started. And then I read later that um, the 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 color that Brody King got was from Darby Allen attacking him with a skateboard covered in thumbtacks i'm like okay that's the kind of thing i'd like to see Mm. (laughs) so yeah very disappointing um i don't know if i haven't tried to watch it since i I, the 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 first day when it was available so maybe they edited the broadcast i don't i don't know Um, yeah i don't know man i had the same problem and thought it was me as well rewound it three times and was like no this just must be We've missed the first five, six minutes of, of Dynamite, which, you know, I'm, like, I'm sure there's some people listening to this going, oh, God, it's really not that big a deal. But, you know, you p- like, we're paying for this. So <laughs> whether it's Fight's problem or AEW's problem, you know, it's something. I mean, we were just talking, I was talking about how little things matter, especially when it comes to presentation, and this is part of it. Like you can't, if that was someone who had just signed up to AEW for the first time that week and this had happened, <clears throat> they'd be pretty disgruntled with the experience that they've had. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, a low light. Uh, my low light is um, the Jay Lethal, Sanjay, and Satnam Singh segment this week. Um, I know that this sort of crosses over with something that you want to talk about later. And I just, there's something about the presentation of the three of those guys together that just sort of, I had them as a wait and see a few weeks ago and I've decided and I'm bored. Um, <laughs> I don't, there's no one really in that threesome that I've got any interest in seeing. I've seen Satnam Singh's type before over the last 40 years of watching wrestling and it never really goes anywhere that interesting. Um, I think Paul White in WCW has probably been the best and in, most interesting giant that's been used in the past, but even that was a bit boring. And one note after a while. Um, 
Jay Lethal can wrestle. I would like to see him. I'm more interested in seeing Jay Lethal on his own than part of this little faction. I, I find the faction quite dull and boring. And um, and I know Wardlow came in uh, towards the end and that probably piqued people's interest a bit. But, um, yeah, just in general, that faction, I'm, I'm off. Were, were they involved in a match this week? Was it was it Orange Cassidy? No, because no? uh, no, Orange Cassidy wrestled... Um, the Trustbusters. Oh, that was on, on yeah on Rampage, of course. Yeah, um, they, they. I think they. I think Jay Lethal wrestled OC the week before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they just came out and like they were just sort of saying like you know we we rolled over Orange Cassidy, so who's next sort of thing, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. They came out and they said, we, we beat Wardlow and we're going to beat him again or something. Isn't that, yeah, they, something they, along they, those You should give me right? another go. Like, yeah, and there was a part of me that was just like, oh, Wardlow should be used better than this. You know, like, oh, <laughs> I know they're kind of feeding the monster a little bit, but I, I just, I'd actually like to see Wardlow wrestle, wrestlers, um, which I know he did with Jay Lethal, but... I don't know, man. I don't. I don't have a long laundry list of reasons as to why these guys are uh, putting me off. They just are. Ah, I'm just not. I'm not feeling it. The three of them together. I could see them maybe being interesting individually, um, but I find that the Sanjay character quite. You know, I, I just find it a bit fed, like that sort of manager, and I. Um. Like a, it's a, it's he's doing a um, mouth from the south impersonation, and I just I just find it a bit dull. <laughs> so uh, that's my low light of the week. Uh, let's move on to our wait and see. Yeah. Um, now your wait and see is the trios tournament. I feel like I should just uh, back you up here a little bit. This I kind of force this onto you. <laughs> I just thought we could talk about the trio. It was an excuse to talk about the trios tournament because there's a lot of booking. We kind of glossed over the the trios tournament was sort of announced on Dynamite this week, and it was you were talking about how it was glossed over, and you weren't. Well, you, um, you were a bit like no uh, it, miffed about that. It it wasn't really um, wasn't really the tournament was glossed over. It was is the the um, teams. That are actually in the bracket. Some of the teams, one in particular, uh, Aussie Open and Will Freaking Osprey, right there, right there up on the screen, and they didn't mention it at all. I was no, just it's like, pronounced Seth Freaking Rollins. <laughs> <the> <laughs> yeah, that was weird, right? Like, that was weird. I mean, this, yeah, this guy's. <laughs> Almost none bigger than in in you know in, in the wrestling world, especially if, if you love wrestling, you would think that Tony would be courting Will Ospreay with a contract. If he's not, he's a moron, and I will hand him my AW fanboy <laughs> card <laughs> immediately. I'm yeah. sure he is. So, so I, why are they not building him up? Like, why? I know there's a lot going on in AEW at the moment, but the trios tournament is the centerpiece for at least the next yeah. month going Look, into. All I guess. Out. I guess when you think about it, the um, there there is so much going on with the the trios tournament, um, that 
they, they just, you know, they, Excalibur only has enough, uh, only has so much breath. You know? <laughs> <So> <laughs> he's got to, he's got to eliminate some things before he stops and just faints. Um, <laughs> so some of those things that are going on, um, the biggest story, I guess, is who's going to, who's going to partner the young bucks now that, um, the hung box isn't going to happen. Mm. Um, that's, Gay porn. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So uh, Hangman said, "No, I'm going to stick with my Dark Order team because uh, they've stuck with me throughout, and you guys should find someone who's stuck with you throughout." Like, oh, okay. So what's going to happen there? So that's one big story. Then there's, of course, um, uh, we've got uh, the best friends who've. They're they're all in. They're all they're all hyped. They've got three. They've got three people. They've been three people for a long time. They mm-hmm. can just use that that trio to uh, be successful. <laughs> then they've got um, uh, um, Le Faction in Goblinables, um, which I'm sure I'm murdering, but whatever. Um, uh, who are going to add Dragon Lee? Um, yeah, um, that's, looking um, forward to that. Roosh's brother uh, to their to their team, and that's then then that that's their trio. Then you've got uh, the um, uh, the Lucha Brothers and uh, the returning pack. So that's Death Triangle. So there's all then there's this House of Black. There's more and more and more and more. Mm. So there's so many things happening. Undisputed await. Absolutely. Um, oh, no, they can't be in it because they're not cleared. That was the whole reason that they attacked the Young Bucks. Okay. Um, and um, and I'm My sure bad. we'll have we'll have um, three members from Jericho's jazz team. The um, jazz hands. And uh, so they yeah, okay. There's so much going on with this, and um, you know we're 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 very much looking forward to the exceptional quality of matches that are going to happen. Could Will Ospreay um, and Aussie Open win? Is that something that Tony would entertain? I think booking a New Japan team to win the the inaugural AEW Trias Championship? I I can't rule out any of those teams. I I think there, there is a reasonable argument to be made for any of them to be given Mm. a push. Um, yeah, I love tournaments, man. You announce a, a tournament, I'm into it. Like I've lost so much sleep over the last two weeks trying to keep up with the G1 tournament over in in Japan, um, uh, which I will try and catch up on this weekend. But uh, yeah, I'm just all over it. But yeah, I agree with you. It was a weird like they kind of rectified it a little bit on Rampage. Um, as far as like going through the bracket and, and sort of big upping some people, and there's a lot of storylines around it, but the actual tournament itself they haven't talked about as much as I thought they would have on Dynamite. But there was so much on Dynamite this week that you're right, man. Like they can't. Um, okay, so I've just found the um, the bracket here. So we've got Death Triangle versus Will Osprey and Aussie Open. So one of those teams is going to win and proceed. And one of those teams is going to lose. Um, I, I, I'm honestly, I have no, I, I, I cannot see why or how 
it's just yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how this how, how this pans out. Mm. Next, um, uh, Andrade and uh, Dragon Lee with Rush um, for here we go. I can read it this time. Los Ingobernable de Faction. Nice. <laughs> um, with the Young Bucks and question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Roosh and uh, Andrade are getting a massive push lately. So I'd be very surprised if they were to take a a, a loss here. Mm. But the Young Bucks are the Young Bucks. And, I mean, they've they've just lost their belt to uh, to Swerve and Keith, which was way out of left field. Hmm. So, for them not to proceed through this, I would be very surprised as well. Hmm. Then we've got House of Black and uh, Dark Order. So, I don't know who's going to represent Dark Order, but I would say that's going to be Hangman plus John Hung. What's his name? Johnny. Johnny Hungy. Yes. John Silver. Silver. John Silver. And Alex Reynolds. And Alex Reynolds. Yeah, those three. You would assume that's going to be the um, their representatives. Versus the House of Black, well, probably the House of Black because Dark Order takes losses all the time. Hmm. Um, Although Hangman keeps saying like this is this is on BTE more than AEW, so you know. <laughs> but Hangman keeps saying it's Dark Order's time. So, well, I don't know, man. I think they deserve something. Why not give them the trio? They definitely do. For they definitely do. Two it or three would be. Months. They are AEW originals, um, like, yeah, and people love them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Then we've got the Trustbusters, who just appeared five minutes ago, uh, against the Best Friends. Now, uh, are you going to ruin their momentum by having them take a loss? Or, Mm. you know, the Best Friends, where and uh, Orange Cassidy is freaking huge at the moment because – of um, so many wonderful performances, particularly against Will Ospreay. So, yeah, 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 it really got me. It's got me fascinated as to how this is going to pan out, and I think we're all going to be treated by it to some exceptionally good wrestling. Because yeah. none, none of these teams are those that would typically get involved in, oh, well, the Young Bucks are. Um, although they're baby faces now, so I don't know. Uh, but, uh, well, you know, they don't typically get involved in, too much of the interference shenanigans and DQ bullshit and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think we're going to be treated. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Uh, my wait and see is uh, the Trustbusters, uh, just in general, as a team. <laughs> I, um, Parker, they keep pronouncing it Parker Brodo. No, Boudreau. 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 Yeah. But it's Bordeaux, isn't it? No. B-O-U-D-R-E-A-U-X, Boudreaux. Yeah, Mm, Boudreaux. Okay. Uh, Anyway, it's all about him. Like, it's all about pushing him. But I'm really enjoying, like, especially now that Sonny Kiss joined on Rampage today, I'm all in on this faction. (laughs) I, I just think it's the most bizarre to look at faction I've seen in a long time. Like, uh, and I'm into that. I don't mind like just putting a bunch of strange people all in the one, all in the one. Like, I mean, strange to look at together. I don't mean they're individually strange. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I also love, what's his name? Is it Slim J or whatever? I think so. The guy looks like he would sell you a speedball at the back of a pub in Fitzroy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the kind of guy that, like, you know, if you smoke marijuana, you, like, call a friend of a friend to come around to sell you marijuana. They always look like that guy. <laughs> and they'll never leave your house. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm really liking it. I love the idea of, like, a 35-year-old man getting his trust fund. Uh, it's all – I. this is the kind of gaga uh, in wrestling that I really love. And it's all to build up Parker. Like, he just – like – Yes, he looks like Brock Lesnar, but he also, I think he brings something else to the, the table. So um, it's a wait and see, but it's a very positive wait and see. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how dumb this uh, faction can get. <laughs> yeah, Parker, there is something there. There is something that I can't quite put my... There's, put, there's an X factor, right? Yeah, like there's it's, an X It's factor, just that thing of like... I th- it's beyond just the fact that he looks like Brock. <laughs> like, it, genuinely. I mean, yes, what? of course. Outside of the obvious of like, oh, fuck, that looks like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he, he, you know, all the reasons why Brock Lesnar initially was like a Jesus Christ when he appeared in WWE is the same thing with, with Parker in, in AEW. And because AEW's roster is, yes, slightly smaller than WWE's, he stands out even more. You know, um, I'll, I'm all in. Did you like, notice when they came to the ring that he grabbed the top ring rope and shook it up and down just like Brock Lesnar does? No, I didn't. But look, people, are, <laughs> the ass boys were dressed like Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? Like it's people are influenced by, yeah, people are influenced by people and they yeah, yeah. wear their heart on their sleeve. I have no problem with that. Like, Wrestling, pro wrestling has been going for so long. I mean, to try and think of anything truly original is really difficult to do. And, like, I mean, there's, I suppose there's Danhausen, but that, um, which is truly original, (laughs) but there isn't too much else on that roster that you haven't seen before in some shape or form. You know what I mean? Like, even guys like Punk borrow stuff off people from ECW and, you know, like, so speaking, I, I don't have a problem with Parker, you know, maybe he will eventually find his own way and not just be a little Brock Lesnar clone, but he's got something, man. Speaking of uh, Phil Brooks, uh, I believe um, you enjoyed something. Uh, it was my highlight. Easy, hands down, man. Like uh, I, I didn't spoil myself, thankfully. I wasn't expecting it. Um, fuck! It's hard not to get dynamite spoiled for you oh, by people really on hard. dynamite. Like Jesus Christ, Tony! Hey, Tony, we know you listen, man. Is there any way you could give us like just a couple of hours before, like you're live tweeting your own show, just <laughs> ruining it for people all around the world? Um, but yeah, I mean that pop is it was fucking phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like that match in itself. I mean, we haven't. It's like both of our highlights are not the Jericho Mox match, which was, which is probably a travesty in itself. <laughs> but that match, I mean, I saw Uncle Dave gave it four point seven five out of 
Oh wow! Five stars. This which I didn't even know Dave did seven point fives. Um, I, did, I didn't. Or point seven fives or whatever. I, I wouldn't. I without having he, he heard you say that right now, I would not have picked that at all. That he would be that Dave would be so into that match. But I mean, I certainly enjoyed it. I th- I saw some people ping it as a classic immediately, and I I, I did really 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 enjoy it. If I if to be honest, man, if Punk hadn't reappeared, it would have been the fifth week in a row that I had John Moxley. <laughs> That's my highlight of the week. He's just doing amazing work at the moment. Jericho's um, Lionheart gimmick was great to see. All the WCW stuff. I saw people splicing in Jericho's WCW theme into the <laughs> into the entrance and stuff for fun on TikTok and Twitter and um. But Even he, make, he just makes a just on punk real quick and like because I know I can bang on about him, but uh, he just makes such a fucking difference. Like he he, I know there'll be people who will be like, well, he hasn't been there from the start, but he is AEW's talisman. He makes AEW more legitimate when he's there. Same with Brian Danielson on Rampage, and you know when he's on Dynamite next week. It, it, having those, you know, it, it shows what having star power can do like that dynamite went from i was like jesus christ this is an amazing dynamite and then for punk to appear right at the end it elevates it into a like oh i'll remember this dynamite for a really long time because it's the one where punk came back to confront moxley and um i mean just to give you a slight in, in, in insight into how much of a mark i am i instantly went from being i think john moxley is my wrestler of the year to i fucking hate him kill him punk kill him <laughs> instantaneously hate the fucking bomb boy bomb boy castanoli catheter club <laughs> hang on let me let me use the the bucharest card games cluster <laughs> We'll, we'll work on this. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, it was just, you know, I mean, it wasn't quite as big as his initial debut pop, but this was, it was special. It was special hey, and uh, I loved it and it was my highlight of the week. Just uh, to reference one of the items we discussed last week, and that was the Fight Forever game, mm. um, who is featured heavily front and center, biggest picture on the cover of that game? Dan Housen. Phil Brooks, Sam Punk. Oh, Sam Punk. <laughs> Warhorse. And and who is not anywhere to be seen on the cover of that game? MJF. So uh, very interesting. Oh. Look, I mean, there were obviously oh, it's weird that all of a sudden MJF's come up. It was <laughs> um there were obviously problems going on, but I mean oh, well, there, I don't know. Maybe there wasn't. I mean, it could be the greatest. If someone was going to swerve everybody in in an amazing way, it would be MJF. But also, I could completely understand that there's problems between Tony Khan and MJF. Um, but I think MJF might reappear it all out. Uh, what was your highlight of the fr- of the of the week, my friend? Well, uh, again, it was just a, a, a moment that uh, generated a massive pop from the crowd. However. 
Oh, oh, and sorry, not however, and <laughs> it was not a uh, it was not because of a performer who was out there to actually perform in a match, just like uh, just like yours seeing CM Punk return, and mm-hmm. FTR FTR just came out, wandered out, look at all the belts we've got, we like Wardlow, you do too, yay, and left. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it and the crowd went nuts. They really crazy. did. Just shows how how massively massively over they are, and um, that the uh, that should be acknowledged and and you know mm. give the crowd what they want. Otherwise, they might turn. Yeah, the crowd in Minnesota were hot as well. It was a hot yeah, it crowd. Was it was great. Um, let's move on to our predictions real quick. So last week we both failed in our predictions. Unfortunately, Paulie, I'm sorry to say uh, you had. Uh, uh, Takesha joining the um, the God, no, I can't remember the their real name now that we've tried so hard. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> what are they called? I'm completely blanking. Yeah, um, the, Combat Club, the Blackpool, Blackpool Combat Club. Blackpool. Uh, so that <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, and I had the prediction of Darby um, tattooing Brody in the um, well, maybe it did in, happen in the coffin. Maybe it did happen. <laughs> no, I don't think it did. I don't think it did. I need the points. I'll take it if you'll give it to me. But, um, yeah, I don't think it did. So we've got our predictions for this week. I'll um, I'll, I'll go first if you want because I'm pretty excited mm-hmm. about my prediction. So uh, we were talking about the trios tournament previously. Now, everyone's kind of just assuming that, it was, that it's Kenny Omega. Everyone is like, if you look at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, it, it's a fader complete as far as the AEW Galaxy is concerned. That uh, actually, you know, I'm going to stop using that term even in jest because I don't want it to catch on. <laughs> um, uh, that it's Kenny Omega, and look, that's probably the obvious choice. But as you guys have come to know with me, I don't like making the obvious choices when it comes to our predictions. And so I'm going with Johnny Gagano as the person who appears next week to help out the Young Bucks and uh, help them win the Treos tournament. Does uh, Does Gagano have any history with Matt and Nick? Uh, I think in Ring of Honor, maybe. <laughs> Ring of Honor. I think maybe. Okay. I don't know. I if it. Uh, the reason why I keep bringing this up is because the Young Bucks have had these T-shirts for a while that have like a little winky smiley face on it. Oh, yeah. And I that's similar to Gagano's logo. So I, like I just, I like I'm like, that's too much of a coincidence to, you know what I mean? Okay. Maybe Gagano was meant to be in AEW earlier, but he had a baby and so they gave him more time to come in. And he keep like... He tweeted on Twitter that he he was like this week he was like I will be showing up in a wrestling ring sooner rather than later. Oh wow! I'm just um, also I understand that Johnny is one of like you know one of Hunter's boys, so it would be just as easy he could just easily show up on Raw next week as he could Dynamite. Well, it would certainly be a huge get. It would certainly be a big, big time uh, making waves for AEW's roster. Um, speaking of which, uh, when you consider the pool of um, free agents that are out there, mm. um, I reckon 
it would be pretty damn exciting, and here's my prediction for the week, that in the, um, that in the first round of the trios tournament, when we have the House of Black facing Dark Order, uh, just before uh, Malachi Black is about to get the pin on um, Johnny Johnny Silver, John Silver, mm-hmm. I reckon that the lights will go out in the stadium, and then appearing in the on the on the rampway, holding a a burning oil lamp, we'll see Bray Wyatt. Under Whoa. Uh, whatever name he chooses to call himself these days, come out and then unify the two teams, and it will become a new faction, a new super faction. Unify the two teams. That's right. Holy shit! It's going to be the the House of Black Dark Order. Whole the House of Dark, maybe the House of Dark Order, Black Black. I don't know. House of Dark? It sure. sounds like it could just be a duck restaurant, the House of Duck. It's <laughs> House of Duck. House of what? I like that, man. You know how much I love. I, I feel like I'm the only one in our group who loves spooky characters and lights turning off and back on again. So I would fucking love that so much. And that would be that would be huge. And that's what I would love to see next week. Oh, dude. God, imagine if both things happen. Imagine if we get both of these right. Yeah, like we've tried to make serious predictions the last few weeks, and then this week we've both gone, ah, oh, fuck it, just pull the ripcord, see what happens. <laughs> you never know. You know, someone's got to kick four goals in a game. Why not? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. The the old multi. Um, uh, we don't have spot of the week this week because uh, it was just all the spots were great. So, But I do have a mark of the week. I just want to give a special mention to the guy who was uh, cosplaying as me. <laughs> um, in Minnesota this week in the front row. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what I look like, then this doesn't really work. But I don't know, kind of slightly overweight guy with sort of cool hair that's thinning uh, at the front uh, with sunglasses on his shirt. Uh, I think he had a Kenny Omega shirt on. I'm not sure what the shirt was. It was a white shirt, and he had uh, his, his glasses hanging hanging off, hanging around his the neck of his t-shirt with well, red. Anyway, maybe we'll put it up on. Maybe I'll put a side by side up on social media for you guys to have a look at, at he, once the he was reacting throwing his arms in the air at certain moments when i thought oh you do that <laughs> <laughs> well look i'm sure there's some uh, lineage at some point where we split off where family split off one went to america one went to australia i'm sure that happened uh, but my marks of the week um, and they've already been shouted out by the man that they were imitating in brandon cutler it's the brandon cutlers who are in the front row to go to the effort of finding the exact fucking, the exact tracksuit, not just once, but three times, uh, and to pick Brandon Cutler of all people and be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to my first AEW show and I'm going to dress up as Brandon Cutler and then also get and convince two of your mates to do the same thing. That's huge. One of the guys even had a fucking broken nose face mask. Nice. As well. Guys, I mean, genuinely one thank you because i was getting i was running out of like i couldn't give it to another oc kid and two (laughs) it was just hilarious and seeing brandon cutler take a selfie with you guys and everyone being super happy is is what wrestling's all about so brilliant work excellent stuff um well we're at the end of the podcast my friend 
I'm going to have to uh, go and replay that uh, those the, those episodes so I can see those guys and laugh at them. Nice. They were there the whole time. Like they 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 kept showing them on numerous occasions. <laughs> Uh, well, look, thank you to the uh, Pigskin, uh, the Pigskin Podcast Network and the Amaze Network for hosting us. Uh, you guys can, oh, and thank you to you guys for listening. You can help us out by rating and reviewing, especially on Apple Podcasts. It makes a huge difference. Um, but until next week, thank you for listening. And um, are we talking about anyone in particular? We don't talk about Cody. No, we definitely don't talk about Cody. No, no. no.